Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm really excited because we have another amazing entrepreneur on today. Hi, Chris. Hi, everybody. I'm Simon Ritchie. I'm the founder and CEO of Blocks. We're building a new startup to help leaders in small businesses with financial planning and modeling. Maybe before I talk more about the business, give you a bit of a background on me. I started out in my career in finance. I did an accounting and finance degree, started working in finance roles, discovered that actually I didn't, I wasn't enjoying a finance role. The role of an accountant is quite repetitive. Month end happens every month. It's the same thing over and over. The, I found that the traditional finance education that I had, it helped me learn how to add up numbers, but it didn't necessarily help with, with the kind of financial acumen that, that crosses over into personal finance. That's something that I'd love to talk about here today. I found my passion in helping leaders to make decisions. So helping people get the insights and the info that they need to make great decisions. And back when I started my career, it was all just Excel. Excel was how you analyze numbers, added up numbers, created reports, and that really frustrated me. So I became the person who automated those spreadsheets. And then I spent my whole career in the technology space helping to create dashboarding systems, reporting system. Most recently, I worked at a company called Anaplan, a very successful tech startup turned scale-up that floated on the stock exchange in 2018 and then was actually acquired last year for over $10 billion. So really fantastic journey there. So what, are we, what we're doing now, I was, I was really interested to see if we could help smaller businesses. During COVID, I met a business when the whole world locked down. I got connected with a local charity that were running food drops because there were lots of people sheltering, people needed food. And there was a fantastic charity. They did befriending. So they didn't do anything to do with food delivery, but they had people that needed help. So they decided to start running food delivery right across the county. And I ended up volunteering and drove delivery for them. And when they found out that I worked in technology and I had a finance background, they were like, oh, yeah, Simon, you're going to be my new best friend because we've got so much that we need done in the back office of this charity. So I've done lots of volunteering for them to help them with back office systems and finance. So through getting to know them, I really more greatly understood the need in smaller business to to be able to uh, report on your progress to be able to plan and analyze for the future. And that can really get in the way. And that was really getting in the way for this particular charity. They were trying to raise grant funding and the grant providers weren't going to give it to them until they could show they had more robust finance processes. They had a better plan for how they were going to use the money. I just helped them with some basic, very basic reporting, very basic planning. And that was able to unlock fantastic returns for them. They were able to secure three years worth of funding off the back of some of those things. So that was just the eye-opener for me that, that there's a big problem 
in small and medium business. And I want to take the skills and expertise that I've acquired through working in financial planning with larger companies and build a tool which is easy enough to use for smaller businesses. And that's really what we're trying to do with Blocks is build a new software product that is easy enough that guides entrepreneurs and leaders who, are, who have not got the financial qualification but want to learn through the process of getting a financial plan. And I love the podcast, big fan. I love what you talk about with the three steps of getting to a financial plan, financial goals. And I think that Blocks would be a fantastic product to help with some of the number crunching that goes on behind some of that work. So I'm really delighted to be here today. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. And I actually had the chance, everybody listening out there, to take a look at the Blocks app and try out some of the beta features. And it is super cool. So I really look forward to you all having the ability to check it out and to use it when it is released. It's very helpful. It has much more metrics than a spreadsheet does. And it's much more user-friendly. The interface is so much easier. My girlfriend, she has a business too, and she really hates spreadsheets because it's just so boring to her. So I keep joking <laughs> with her that we're going to have to invent like sparkly spreadsheets or something. <laughs> but yeah, just the different one. Instead of me talking about it, why don't you tell yep. people a little bit more about what they can track inside of the app, what the different moving parts and pieces are? Because I looked and there are so many different ways you can use it. it it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's lots of different ways that people think about planning. There are lots of people who love spreadsheets and, and we're not building blocks for those people. If they're happy in a spreadsheet, then that's fine. We're building blocks for the people who just don't get on with spreadsheets. They, they feel like they're wasting time or maybe they're way too busy for a spreadsheet. Spreadsheets, you normally have to start from scratch and it's just a, it's a big hurdle to have somebody create something from scratch. Or, and, and sometimes actually starting from a template that someone gives you can be even worse. So what we're trying to do with blocks is, is to help you so that you can get up and running with a plan within minutes. It's not going to take you days and days of sitting down, add, adding all your formulas to get to the point where you can see a plan. So the three elements of blocks that work together. So we've got a really powerful engine that sits behind the scene. It's a modeling engine. Founding team at blocks, we've worked at some of the most successful planning companies in the space. So we've got the expertise and knowledge and know how to build this engine. This is where the number crunching happens. We're not running a spreadsheet or, or a similar behind the scenes. We're running a, a powerful calculation engine, but we don't expose that complexity to you. So we've got a really nice, easy interface. And so we actually designed it mobile first. We designed it so that it could be used on a phone for a leader that's sitting down Maybe you're going to see an investor and you know they're going to ask you, okay, what's your three-year revenue plan look like? What are you trying to get to in terms of revenue three years from now? So you want to be able to sit down on your phone, throw in a few assumptions and see what your revenue could be. That was the initial question that we tried to ask when we designed the interface. So on a phone or on your desktop, you can go in, you can plug in your assumptions and then behind the scenes, we've got all the calculations that will do the calculations and give you a really nice, easy dashboard. So you can summarize the results. You can then drag sliders to look at different scenarios. If you increase prices, if your growth rate goes up or down. So that's another really essential part of understanding whether a plan is right for you. You can test it. Then the other part of it, the part I'm really excited about, especially given the current, the trend around AI right now, we're adding AI into the product. So there's so much information about companies that's in the public domain that you shouldn't have to plug that in when you start with a planning tool. We can get all that data about your company as soon as we know your website. 
as soon as we know a bit about you, we can go and fetch a lot of info about your company. We've seen similar companies, so we can show you templates that are relevant for you. We can plug in data based on how many people you've got, the roles that you've got in your company, the revenue, the products that you list on your website. There's so much that we can do to actually auto-generate a financial model for you. And so that's something that we're excited to be working on and we'll be launching later in the year. But those are the three aspects of what we're working on with Blocks. Awesome. Yeah. And I noticed too, it's not only just about predicting your revenue, you can see what kind of ROI you could get on your advertising spend. You can figure out how much your employees are going to cost you. So many different things on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Revenue, workforce costs, marketing planning. We summarize it into a nice PL, help you figure out cash flow. If you're a startup like us, then you're very closely watching your runway and your burn rate. So there's, there's loads you can do with it and we're adding more and more all the time. Amazing. I love it. And it's just so important that small business owners and entrepreneurs have access to these kind of tools, because like you said, there's definitely a, a lot of information out there for large companies and a lot of people who are helping them, but not so much of that kind of filters down to solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small businesses. And I, I like to learn all this stuff the hard way. I found out about all this because I didn't know it, and it cost me at least one business, probably two. So great that now these kind of tools are available. Now you brought something up really interesting earlier that I'd like to touch on again, and I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who either have been accountants or have some kind of background in finance or had gone to school for finance or whatever. And across the board, I found like what you said that knowing and learning that doesn't necessarily translate over to personal finance. Can you touch a little more on that? Yeah. So the other side of my journey, my personal finance journey, I'll give you a little bit of background. I come from a, a fantastic upbringing, absolutely the best parents. They tried to train us. They tried to teach us about savings, et cetera, et cetera. I went off to university and all that went out the door. As soon as I got my, I got a graduate account, the bank offered me a graduate over. So I said, yes, of course. And then from there, I was in debt for about 15 years because I was this graduate overdraft, fine, it's like free money, nice. And then instead of doing work, I just burned the overdraft. And then the overdraft became like being under 1,500, 2,000 pounds just became my new zero. And so from there, I just earned some money, but I was never out. And I just spent back up to the limit. And so that's where my personal journey started. And every time they'd increased my limit, I just ended up saying, yes, it meant I could be a bit lazier, et cetera. And so I just got sucked in. And so I started working. And what I found was that I just was not one of these people who could, who could handle credit very well or could manage all the complexity of paying for this on credit and paying it off in time so you don't get dinged. What I found is I was looking at others. Everyone was telling me, okay, you've got to build your credit rating. You've got to do this, that, and the other. I was trying to do those things. And then I was just getting dinged constantly with this payment and the interest and all these other things. That's where I spent the whole sort of postgraduate 10, 15 years, right up to the point where I was working in a corporate career work with a very successful title, but still living in debt, still living on credit cards. I've been married. We're just a single income household. My wife and I, we've got kids. She's, she stays at home and looks after them and is so passionate about that. As a single income household, trying to climb our way out of this debt that, that we were in was really 
tricky and at work it was all good it was all fine about managing business finances but at home especially once you get under it's really hard to climb your way out back then there was just loads of zero interest credit cards and you were trying to roll a balance from here to there and it seemed like so many people were successfully playing the game that they were like getting all this free money but reality we're all struggling because we're just rolling balances from here, there, and we just can't pay them back. That's certainly how I feel. So my journey to get, you know, get back to financial health and then freedom. First, the first step for me was stopping using credit and get out of the overdraft, stop using a credit card. That was just for me, what I found was the best thing. I'm just not very good at paying the thing off by a date. And so I, I built out a little emergency fund, started using that a larger emergency fund. And that system works really well for me. So I think that a lot of financial freedom is about figuring out what's works for you. My approach to building wealth has always been about building my knowledge. So I've always put myself in situations where I could learn more and grow my career. So I'm still on a journey. I've, I love what you say about finding people who have achieved what you want to achieve or who can help you on your journey. That's where I'm at. The first season of Blocks was actually bootstrapped by myself. So I was able to pay the wages of myself. I still haven't had a salary. So we're working almost a year with no salary. And so that was all just based on the the savings that we've been able to acquire. And then Box is now taking on external venture funding to to help push the business forward. Amazing. I really appreciate you sharing that story. And this is why I love doing this. I think it's so important for other people to hear just what the journey that other people have been on is. Because like you said, when you look around, it seems like a lot of people, you know, know what they're doing with their money and have a good head on their shoulders about it. And then when you actually drill down and talk to them, a lot of it's a show, right? If, if you look on social media and people are promoting their business, everybody looks like they're busy and their business is doing awesome and they don't ever have any problems. You've got all kinds of people who just, you know, people who are making six figures, like 40, 50% of them right now are living paycheck to paycheck. So making a lot of money even doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to make the right decisions with that money. Yeah. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Now, as far as the business itself, what would you say right now the biggest financial roadblock is? We've launched the new blocks product. So it's available. We've launched our free plans. So people can go on, they can try it. They can use it for free right now. We are hoping to be able to continue to have a free tier forever to just help help people to jump in and there'll be certain use cases which will be free and then we'll launch paid plans later in the year. So one of the biggest challenges right now is trying to work out, okay, how do we acquire users? How much is that going to cost us to acquire users? How can we find the right way to acquire users? It's easy to just go and pay big money on LinkedIn, but for a free user, that does not make sense. And yeah, how do we finance the growth engine behind this product? The great thing about our product is that it's going to be usable all over the world. It's going to help lots and lots of entrepreneurs in lots of different businesses. So that's one of the challenges right now. Alongside other things, we're an early stage pre-revenue startup. We're on runway, so we're living on funds that we raised last year. So we're burning every month. I'm closely watching our runway. We actually use blocks in my management team. We're in blocks every week looking at where we're at with our runway. Can we afford to put this money into this event that we just had this great idea to go and attend, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's a little bit of the insight into where we're at right now. 
Yeah, I, I think that especially for startups, it's a big challenge because it's one thing when you already have a business that's operating because you can adjust levers and see what happens to the revenue. But until you've actually put the product out there and you have money coming in, you're just burning through a ton of cash and you're not sure because you can't really get that market feedback. Yeah, you can do beta testing and you can get some of that, but it's a whole different ballgame. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everyone's different. I I'm a big fan of there's a whole lean movement, lean startup where you build something and you try and get it out as quick as possible. And that's what we've tried to do. But in certain industries, I think we're in one of them. The alternative is an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet. And that's quite a mature product. It's very well known. It's quite sticky. It's hard to get people off. So to try and get our product to the level where it's sticky, it's able to draw people in. It's taking, it, it requires a lot of investment. So that's why we've raised money at this level. One other thought, one of the other things that we've been, we've been thinking about with the leadership team here at Blocks is really about goal setting and then linking that to financial goals. And I thought it'd be relevant in this conversation around finances. Setting financial goals is really hard. Setting financial goals in the business setting is also really hard. And so that's something we've been struggling with. The, the planning side, once we have an idea, we know very well how to do financial planning and we've got an awesome tool to do it. But actually coming, sitting down and saying, okay, what's the right goal to focus on? Is it about a revenue goal or is it about driving usage? Is it fundraising target or some of those things? That's really tough. And that's a perfect segue because the next thing I was going to ask you is if you would share a couple financial goals, one goal for the business and one goal that you have personally. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, for the business. So we are, we're looking to launch paid plans later in the year and we want to get to a hundred K annual recurring revenue target by the end of this financial year for us so by the by the end of january next year so that's our that's one of our goals and there are a number of other financial goals beyond that it's ultimately about becoming profitable and continuing to look at growing the business so we'll continue to, to decide whether we want to keep going the venture route or move to profitability awesome and how about a personal financial goal personal financial goal so yeah a lot of my personal personal money making ambition is tied up in the business right now i would love to buy our house outright so we've made good progress in paying off our house so we bought a house a few years ago we've made good progress we've been paying off as much as we can every year the goal for me is to just own the house outright as well as putting money in other places we've spread out our investments into lots of different areas but yeah the thing that that comes top of mind for me that I'm really passionate about is just just that security that i think comes from having a house I didn't have that growing up and I can see that creates a real financial cushion for a family in case things go bad. That's what I would say. Yeah, I don't want to throw out the wrong numbers here, but I just know that statistically the amount, of, the net worth of people who are homeowners versus renters is astronomically different. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things I'm really passionate about, that if I think about longer term objectives, I, I, I love helping people get from renting into owning. So we've been able to help a number of other folks, family members to get to just get that. Sometimes people just need just an extra little bit to help them get from renting to owning. So that's something I'm also passionate about, be about helping all of our extended family, siblings, whatever else to get that anyone that's renting to not be renting anymore and then just be at least on the journey. Amazing. Love it. 
Now tell me, Simon, what does financial freedom look like to you? And now not just one number per se, but when you get the business to the point that it can run without you, you don't have to be there every day, and you have all the money you could ever need, what will you do with your time? What does that lifestyle look like for you? Yeah, great question. So yeah, I'm quite a driven, I'm quite a task-oriented person. So if I'm not, if I'm not heads down in a big work project, on the weekends, I'm digging up a garden or I'm extending or building some new furniture in the house or something like that. So I'm a project-oriented person. Financial freedom would be, yeah, that I don't have to just get online five days a week, that I could take some time to go and help others that are in need. There are so many people around me that are struggling. They've got a half-finished extension or their garden's a mess. I would just love to go around and help people and not feel like I'm taking the precious weekend time with my family to, to do. I, I love adventure sports, extreme sports, snowboarding, surfing, different things like that. I love to spend time there. And, and on the impact side, I love volunteering. I went over to Ukraine last year, drove a van from the UK over to the Ukraine. We actually left the van in the Ukraine and it's been running around in the Ukraine to take people and bring them away from areas where they, they shouldn't be. So um, I'd love to do more of that. That was just an amazing thing to do. One of the things I find consistently about entrepreneurs is they really love to give back. And oftentimes that's why they go into business in the first place. Like you said, you had this opportunity to help out this other company and realize, hey, these skills that I've learned at big financial company doing finances for larger companies are applicable to smaller companies, but they just don't have the knowledge, the tools and the ability. And so the, I think that's amazing. Uh, kudos to you and thanks for doing all the good work. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Now, not to put you on the spot here, but I always ask this question. And I think I know the answer, especially because of what the business is. But I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who understand they need to be running the numbers in their business and who keep track of their business finances. And then yeah. you ask them about their personal financial plan. They don't have any kind of written plan. They don't have goals set. It's just this nebulous. I just want to make a lot of money. Everybody wants to make a lot of money. So do you keep a personal financial plan? I used to maintain a spreadsheet and my wife my wife, she jokes with, she jokes around that if she ever wants to buy anything that I just ask her to send me a spreadsheet. It's not so much anymore, but for a while we were trying to tighten up and get things sorted. That was definitely the way. Yeah. In terms of personal finances, no, we don't run too much of a regimented ship. We tend to just look at living within the means of what we bring in that month or in this season, it's just living on a budget. So we just stick to a number. We have a really fantastic bank account where you can put money into different pots. So you don't have all your money sitting in your main balance. You can put money in different pots. So we have a pot for holiday. We have a pot for each week of the month. We have one, two, three, four weeks in a month. So we have a pot, so sort of allocated amount for that. And we tend to just draw down, draw money from there to spend. So that's, that's how we do things. In terms of financial goals. Personally, no, we haven't written them down, but I've listened to your podcast. So I, I really enjoyed podcasts about the three steps to financial, to getting a financial plan. And, and so I took the time to write down my goal. Yeah. My goals right here. Awesome. Yeah. Pin, pin them on my board. That's amazing. I'm glad that this podcast has had an impact and getting people to take that step. All right. Now I want to ask about that bank. What bank is that? Because that's very cool and something that I tell people to do, although I didn't know you can do it all within one bank, but definitely it helps to have different accounts for different things, a vacation account, a financial freedom account, all that kind of stuff. So what bank is that you're using? So I'm in the UK, so we have a bank called Monzo. And so that it works really nicely. You just get an account 
and it just you can create these pots and just move money into different pots it's like the old school envelope system that people used to use they get cash but they get paid and then they put money in different envelopes with different names on it and then you just take money out when you need it and so that's the idea that yep. system works really well for us yeah that's been really helping very cool now, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Anything that, that hasn't come up that you'd like to share? No, I think it's fantastic. I'm a big believer in getting educated and learning. I've enjoyed listening to the episodes and learning about different tools, different techniques, different ways that people do things, how people think about setting goals. And I'm delighted that we're building a tool that should be useful for people when they are trying to set financial goals for their business and come up with budgets or ideas run a roadmap to profitability perhaps and yeah really really exciting times awesome now before we go just share with everybody where they can find out more about blocks how they can check out the free trial and all that good stuff yeah absolutely so you can find us at blocks b-l-o-x dot s-o where it's free right now you can go on in you can just hit get started you can see the models that we've got available and you can just jump straight in and play with them if you want to, no sign up. If you're interested, if you're keen and you want to play with it again and again, you can just press save and create an account and we'll be adding more and more features all the time. And if you want to get in touch, I would love, love, love if you do. You can find me on email or on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can find me, I'm, I'm Simon Ritchie or you can find me at Cy underscore Ritchie on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way to grab me. Okay, very good. Uh, Simon, thank you so much for coming on today. You've had so much uh, to share with our listeners. And uh, I really hope everybody out there in the audience takes the time to go to the Blocks website and at least check it out and play around with it a little bit. Because if you're one of those people that don't like spreadsheets or don't want to sit there and take the time to code every single little box so that gets you the output you want, it's an amazing app. Check it out. Simon, thanks again for coming on with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for everybody. Be brave and crush it. Thanks very much. Awesome. Love it. If you're listening out there and you enjoyed the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. And if you want to leave us one of those uh, five-star reviews, we love that as well. And now if you're a six-figure plus entrepreneur and you want to come on and talk about your journey and what you do with our audience, we would love to have you on as well. So to do that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And we'd love to have you on as well. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. 
Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.